At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary, people who don't want to tell you, <laughs> I don't know, everyone, welcome back to the Chats with Cats podcast. You're here with Mark, Dan, and me, Rick. Rick. Good to be here. How you going, gents? Very good. I was a bit surprised by something that you did uh, just a moment ago, Mark. What did I do? I missed it. What? No, you didn't miss it. You contributed to it. What happened? Well, I don't know. Why'd you roll his sleeves up for him? Oh, Yeah. He asked yeah. me to do it. I thought that was weird. He can't, it's, he's got a point. When you roll your sleeves up, they always go crooked. If you get someone else to do it, you have double hand action. I disagree. What do you mean? I've been rolling shirts up for years, mate. No, nah, it's easier with someone else doing it. It is. Oh, really? What do you mean, well, really? Do you, want a, do you want a good job or a great job? And, Dan, you did a great job, so thanks. Thank you. It's all right. Well, I'm pleased that you guys are close enough friends that you'll, you know, roll each other's sleeves up. I would and... roll your sleeves up any time if you needed it. Well, Thank you, I appreciate that. And right. um, when you shook my willy after I took a piss before, that was also very appreciated. That's so, okay. Thank you. I'm always here for you. Dan, you've got a story from something that happened recently. Well, it's not, it, well it is a story. Is I tried to lie. <laughs> is it a made-up story? No, well, everyone thinks it's a made-up story. Well, it's not a story. Well, actually, it is. Yeah. Did everyone... <laughs> what were those words? Did everyone hear about the man that got eaten by a whale? I know Mark has. Yeah. You haven't? No. Okay. No way. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, Cape Cod, uh, coast of Florida, right? He's a fishing guy, goes out all the time catching tuna and crayfish. He dives down. He was like at the start of his dive and about to head down and a humpback whale engulfed him in his mouth. Hump. Gone. Oh. And the only thing sticking out were his fins and he was in the mouth for about a minute and he thought he was going to die, which he should have. Could have been crushed to death on his head. And the whale freaked out after a little bit going, hang on, what's in my mouth? I don't like this. Because whales can't eat anything bigger than about a soccer ball. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's gone and freaked out and then come to the surface and flicked him up in the air and his boat hand has seen his flippers frog flip into the water and he's gone, what the fuck, thinking it was a shark. And it turns out it was a whale. And he's come into shore, gone to hospital, and he's apparently the most honest guy in that town. Oh, it must be telling the truth. Must be telling oh, the truth. Now, geez, don't question his integrity. Do you not believe this straight off the bat from what I've told you? I don't know. I do. 
You're not going to make that up. Well, he was on 60 Minutes and I watched the interview and yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I thought he's telling the truth. He got a bit teary and emotional telling it. Must be true then that he got teary and emotional. Oh. Did they do the lie detector test? No, no lie detector test. Oh, yeah. But could well, you imagine being in that situation? When I first heard the story and saw it all over social media, every comment was like, you know, making jokes about Pinocchio and all this like he's lying. <laughs> like, I, I believe the guy. Like, I believe it. You're not going to make that up. Do you hear? Like, th- that could happen. And that, that could happen. So it's a modern day Moby Dick. Pretty much. And it only happened a month ago. So story circulated. It's come down mm-hmm. here. 60 minutes gone. Oh, we'll run with this. Good but story. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Oh, a Jesus month Christ. Is that and, a cat? Yeah, there's a cat. We have cats here, by the way. Apparently, this guy has also survived a plane crash and something else that happened to him. All right, now his story is starting to be a little bit less. Yeah, I know, I know. It makes him sound like a liar. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good story. I love it. I, I just yeah. want to see it so bad now, but it's never yeah. going to happen again. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Are you the kind of guy that, you know, you tell a story and you put a bit of mayo on it or do you tell it how it is? Oh, we've discussed mayo talk. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a 20% mayo guy. I'm no percent mayo. Just tell it how it happens. I'm backing the whale guy in. I think I think I am. And you, you after you've heard me tell it fifth hand with oh. probably Chinese whispers on it. I don't know. Was it what was the point? What was he too fat? Is that why the whale No, nah, the whale must have thought uh there was a lot of fish in that area and went to gulp it up and he just happened to be in the midst of the fish or something on the way down. Like oh, wrong yeah. place, wrong time. What a fatty. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fatties. Uh oh. Don't say anything that you'll regret. Are you going to bring up PT trainers again? No. Oh. What happened? Oh, I don't know. I, I went and had a haircut recently um, and the barber who cuts my hair is female. Yeah. And I was sat down and she goes, oh, how you going? You know, a normal bit of chit-chat. And I said, oh, what's new with you? She goes, well, took my wedding ring off. And I was like, oh, okay, oh, no. why? Did you need to wash your hands or something? Like, I didn't take that as she got divorced or was getting divorced. So we're talking more about it. And she goes, yeah. Oh, you know. Seemed all really amicable, which is great, but um, seemingly she's broken up with her husband, right? Mm. And as we're talking, she's like, yeah, it's really good though because, you know, I've taken the chance to now, like I haven't seen her for a little while. And I did notice that she looked a little bit slimmer and all that sort of stuff. But mm. she goes, you know, I'm out there and I'm, I'm doing kickboxing and I'm doing this and I'm on keto diet now. How long ago was the breakup? Uh, like a month or something. Okay, so she's four weeks out. And how long are they together? Well, years, I guess. I don't know. She's not my best friend. Oh, okay. Mm. I would have they've got that. kids. They've got two kids together. Okay, so, so five plus. Yeah. So they've broken up and then all of a sudden she's putting more effort in into making herself look better. Correct. Because she's single. Correct. I don't like it. Now, power to you, and I've said this before, anyone who wants to improve you know, their health and their physical shape and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. But you don't like it. <laughs> I, no, I love that. Mm. But don't let a breakup be the catalyst for you wanting to be better. You should respect yourself and your partner enough mm. to be in physical shape and you know, care about your health and your physicality. You, like, don't wait for a breakup. Is what I'm saying. So here's I'm going to go into her defence here. Maybe oh, the fact, great. please do. Maybe in this month's time, they've gone. You have the kids. 
I'll have the kids. And she's got more spare time to do it and has always wanted to, maybe hadn't got around to it. Nah, crap. What if she's miserable within the relationship and when someone's miserable... They don't care? Quite often they don't care, they're depressed. What does depression lead to? Maybe eating a bit more... Potentially, so maybe she was in that sort of mindset, which would have made her the way she was before the breakup. Potentially, well, that could be a thing, but I've got a something that yeah. subvents that slightly. So, okay. yeah, maybe the catalyst to her getting to, this is all hypothetical, right? Because yeah. we don't know the circumstance around this, but mm. speaking in generalities, maybe the catalyst to her being miserable in her relationship is the fact that she got a bit chunky. Mm. Her husband no longer looks at her the same way, doesn't want to sleep with her. They're not intimate anymore. He's probably a little bit disgruntled about the fact that she doesn't care about her body anymore. Mm. It causes tension in the relationship and then all of a sudden they're breaking up and then she goes, that's it, I'm going to go and get fit. Because of that reason? Get fit up front and then maybe he does want to sleep with you. Maybe all of that stuff comes first and then you don't have to go and break up just to... Go and make yourself look good. Because what's going to happen? You're going to make yourself look good, go out, find another man, and then you're going to get comfortable. And a then vicious you're gonna cycle. Relax, and then you're going to eat pizza and you're not going to work out. And it's just going to start again, in my opinion. Yeah. So you've got to find something relationships. You like, if you're both working hard, that's, that's literally the whole thing. Like, that's what it comes down to. And I would love to know more information from your barber about the circumstances. Because I think a lot of what we're talking about, we'd know more if you had more answers. But having said that, if she listens to this podcast, fair to say that she probably doesn't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm never going back to get... That's a good hairdresser too. No, shit. no, no. She'll act like she hasn't hasn't seen it or heard it and then she's going to cut your hair and you're going to walk out looking even worse than you do now. <laughs> yeah. She's going to cut my throat with the razor blade. Oh, fuck. Oh. No, I don't know. I think there's something in it though. I think respect yourself, respect your spouse... And I'm, it's not just women, so I'm not saying this is just a woman thing because mm. blokes do it as well. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You know, Smash the go, beers. Drinking the beers, all that sort of thing. But your point around you know having kids and not having time, everyone's got the same amount of hours in a day. Like I find time to do it. I'll wait till the boys go to bed. We've put the boys to sleep and I'll go out and do some stuff for myself. Well, my so, first run with Rick was at like 8.30, p.m. We were running in the dark. Yeah, so that's like a time when his kids are in bed, asleep, and instead of, you know, being on the couch watching TV, going to sleep. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said heads that. Heads on out, goes for a run, smash 10K, no big deal. Yeah. You know? So a lot of people say they can't exercise after seven or eight because it keeps them awake. Do you not find that? You just crash straight after? Um, no, it is harder. It definitely is harder because you all of a sudden you've got all these endorphins running through your body. and Takes you a bit of time to You've got to cool down. down and all that sort of shit. Like it's, you've got to be able to do it. But I don't know. You've got... You got time. Just got to do it when it. you can. Yeah, I agree with you. But you know what? I suppose a breakup these days is way more complicated than it would have been 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Mm. You think about uh, in terms of we'll, like contact. We'll keep referencing the yeah. hairdresser because she's done a good job so far, even yeah. though she's not talked to us at all. <laughs> is let's say she breaks up with her husband and they've been together. What happened there? Mark just was, shit himself. Oh, I was on the, oh okay. Um. She's just broken up with her husband, let's say five years. I was correct. In that five years, it's not just you two that have to break up. You've got to break up with the family and whatever. And back in the day, that was probably easy because if you lived you know, more than four or five suburbs away, the likelihood of running into each other is next to nothing, right? Unless you get very unlucky. Hmm. Nowadays, everyone's connected via social media. Your family and friends are connected to their family and friends. 
you can't erase that person immediately, especially if it's a bad breakup. You're going to hear, oh, did you hear what she got up to? Oh, she's already got a new partner. Oh, this, this and this. It's very hard. Like breakups are now almost like embedded in your history. Basically what you're saying is... Broken up with. Yeah. Correct. Basically what you're saying is Facebook is making the breaking up process extremely difficult. Yes. Very hard. And much harder to cope with and get over. Yep. Because... Instead of just saying, see you later, that's the end of that, let's move on, like it would have been in the 90s, whatever. Now it's like, I'm trying to move on, but, you know, my auntie is seeing her photos and you might catch up at a family dinner or whatever. And she doesn't know either. The auntie will make a comment and that'll remind you of your girlfriend or whatever. That's tough. That's not good. Even things like, um, hey, oh, oh, I saw, what's her name? You don't know her name? I don't think we need to name her. Oh, okay. I oh, want a full don't... name. So anyway, Janice Johnson, right? That's it. <laughs> she's Sorry, Janice. She's um out out and about doing her own thing. You've been split up for three weeks. You've only told your close friends or whatever. You go to a family function, you haven't told, you know, your extended family, and your extended family goes to you, Oh, I saw Janice Jensen with um that guy. Uh, or a new guy or whatever. Hey, what's going on there? Yeah, what's going on there? Then you're on the spot, have to explain the situation. Yeah, you're not prepared. Good. It's bad. And I suppose it's not as bad as... Do you remember when you um, first got a mobile phone? And I you, do. It was, would have been 2004. Actually, yeah, it's the same with me. Yeah. Yeah. So... And you'd go, oh, I've got, what was it, $10 credit? Yeah. But each text message was like 25 cents. Oh, and can you remember how many characters did you get for one message? Maybe one fifty characters. One fifty. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, I would used to to save money. You know, you'd you'd be messaging a bloody girl, you know, in the same year as you, and you'd get through the message, and you'd go a few over, and then you'd go over the message again, and look yep. at ways in which you could shorten the message, like sort of saying, "Hey, how are you going?" Just say, "Hey," so that yeah, minus three words, and you'd shorten it enough so you'd save that twenty five cents, send the message, and then go again from there. So you know what. Really pissed me off. Spacebar is a character. That's yeah. Bullshit. Fuck off! It yeah. is not. Spacebar is a space of dead space, right? It's not yeah. a character. That's how they get. I'm getting yeah. charged for spaces. So yeah. I always used to put um, like words butted up against like and symbols and decimal like full stops. And oh, all that sort of yeah. stuff. is that a, is I that a turn off to the girl though? Like she reads a message and goes, "Oh, this guy's a tight ass. <laughs> no, he I'll... wants to save twenty five cents. <laughs> well, this, this guy's is a red flag." <laughs> <laughs> this guy's more dyslexic than Dan. Let's not date him. <laughs> oh God! Times Why have changed. You do this? Yeah? Question mark. Or yeah. and or let's say you you spend it forty five minutes like critiquing this text, right? And you finally get it all good, and you're like, all right, I will see you then. Bang. Replies back. What about this? And you're like, fuck! I don't want to have to waste another twenty five cents <laughs> on just saying, yeah, I'll bring that. You know what I mean? It's like you, oh, it was the worst, and you'd end up being at like a. Two days left on your, your plan with like one message left and wow. having to choose between people. How hard was life back then? Very bad. Dealing with letters and messages and 25 you, cents here Do you remember there? your first phone plan Horrible where you time. got unlimited everything? Oh. Do you know the freedom you feel when you get that? Yeah. I can remember. I remember walking out going, I could fucking message everyone and anyone for all day. God, technology. I remember my first phone, I thought it was cool because it could take photos and voice record. Yeah. Uh, now look now. Look at this. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Connected to the world. Oh, it's fucked. Really. Um, do anything on your phone. Do you know what I always anything. used to do as well? I'll, obviously, phone calls were more expensive than text messages, but sometimes you need to have a phone call, so I would just prank the person. 
Did you oh, always do pranking? That, yes. So you just ring them and like let it ring once and hang up. Yeah. And, and then they, they have like, to charge. Oh, call. They get charged for calling you. Bring you back. Oh, what, what's going on? You're like, oh, I must have pocket called you. But why I got you? <laughs> oh, that's a good trick. Random one. And this, you might remember this. The Telstra phone boxes, you could call someone and you wouldn't have to pay and you could yell stuff, but you'd get a second. One second. To say something. So you could be like, and it would cut you off. So you'd be like, call me back. And then, well, if you had a mobile Call phone, they could cut the mystery like, phone box. Who, who is this? <laughs> Pick me up. Or just say something, like one word. Marion. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, yeah. that's awesome. I don't, I don't remember doing that. But so you'd have to ring someone five times to get five seconds yeah. of a conversation. Of something. Hey, Ooh. how are you going? Marion, That's me up. awesome. I wish I knew about that. I miss out on a lot. Are there Telstra phone boxes anymore? There might be. Yeah, they're still hanging around. Three in Adelaide. Yeah. And, but most of them have fucking snot and shit all over them anyway. You don't want yeah. to use them. Oh, phones and... You going first again? Uh, no, well, I went first last time. So. All right. You ready? Let's go. <sighs> Five seconds or something. Rick, name three people you would hate to have sex with. Oh, lots. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you could have named like three dudes. <laughs> you see, his imagination went there, and he was suffering yeah. for that five seconds. Oh, I love that. Uh, oh, okay. How do you answer that? I would have said some of them. Some I of could have just said random names, and then you would have given going. You could have said Dan, Mark, Donald Trump, Dan and Mark. Why would you not want to have sex with us? I don't yeah. know. We're weird. All right. Yep. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Name three types of bear. Bear, yeah, brown bear, black bear, and oh, God, you're so polar close. bear, polar bear, oh, sorry. koala bear. I forgot to give you that. Panda right? bear. Thought oh. you may have said beer. Well, I got this. <laughs> bear, bear. <laughs> All right, you gotta get this one. Name three foods you can't stand. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what the problem with that is? Have you? Nah, I nah. like lots of Rick, Rick much didn't want. Food. Rick didn't want to cheat. What do you That's mean? That's how that worked. Because I, I like them. I was. You I, know what? Everyone. Yeah. What's everyone expecting you to say? <gasps> Coriander. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Poo. But if I said orange, mango, and kiwi fruit, you would tick me off. But I love them. But there were the three that came to my mind. So there's a loophole for that. There is a loophole. Rotten eggs. There you go. Great. Well, thanks. You could have said scallops. Yeah. I love scallops. See ya. Uh, yes. mo- moving on, boys. <laughs> All right, hard question for you. Yeah. All right, name three things that can crawl into your bed: spider, cockroach, and ladybug. Oh, Ladybugs we... do not go into beds. Yeah, it's not good enough. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I I really like that you went to ladybug. Well, at least like with my answers, I'm like I'm straight up and honest. Like yeah. ladybug doesn't work. You should have said a crack whore. Uh, <laughs> Oh, fucking uh, hell. That's all right. That's aggressive. Wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Have you had three and he's got one left? No. I, no. I had my third and his third coming up. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, name three boys' names beginning with the letter J. Jason, Jeremy, and Jack. Oh, well done. John. Too easy for you. You got that one. Yeah, John's my dad's name. <laughs> <laughs> this one I've saved for you because I think you can get it. Okay. Name three Mel Gibson movies. Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3. Keep going. Sorry. That was... Well, oh, God, I feel bad. Yeah. Maybe we should make a rule. There's no... Uh, All right. Uh, Gallipoli. Great Australian film. Anyone listening? Braveheart. 
Brave fight. No. Payback. Yeah, payback's a good one. Mm. Oh, uh, like, uh, ransom. Face off. Oh, yeah. Face how off. How do you know things? He's not in face off. No, he's not in face, face off. Face off John Travolta and Nicholas Cage. Yeah, how, how did you get up the other ones? So far. Yeah. You don't see movies. I reckon Rick has seen more movies than Will. I think he's lying. He I wants to be the underdog and then attack. Probably works for Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> probably does. Do you know what that is? Rotten no. Tomatoes? It's like a um, movie, movie review site. Okay, well, uh, I wanted to say one thing, which was um, we've got some listeners in Sydney. Mm. Yeah. Some of them are our friends. Um, and shit's pretty hectic over there at the moment. So COVID. On, a, on a serious note. COVID clusters. COVID clusters. Oh. Hope, hope everyone's doing okay. They're obviously in some pretty hectic lockdowns at the minute and yep. the numbers are sparked out of control. Mm-hmm. But COVID's not going to last forever. There will be a time, again, when we get to travel on planes, domestically, internationally, um, which I'm sure everyone's looking forward to. Yeah. Um, and thinking about planes and travelling, I have probably come a long way in my thought process on this based on having kids yep. and knowing how difficult it can be at times. Mm-hmm. But I remember some pretty terrible horror stories um, travelling internationally I remember being on a plane to, I think we were travelling to um, London via Singapore and we were sat next to, we were sat behind, one, literally one seat behind um, and this isn't like a racist thing but it was an Asian descent family. Chinese. Could be. Could have been anything. I'm not could sure Could be slightly racist but yeah. No, it's not, I'm just saying what they were. It's like me saying you're an Anglo-Saxon male. Yeah, anyway. That's racist. Yeah. Terrible. Not on. <laughs> I've heard some good things lately. Uh, anyway, in the, on this plane, it was right near, you know, like one of those middle barrier things on the big aeroplanes. And they actually yeah, yeah. had the little links for the bassinets there, right? And this family, the parents basically put headphones on, put the kids down and let them scream. Oh, do not and I, tell me Not that. just like, wah, wah. like talking like, bloody murder. Wah. Just oh. constant. And then the worst part about this, yeah. and the thing that really got my goat about it, got is this. Goat. Yeah, thanks for questioning me on that. I appreciate is it. Is that a real saying right. before we move on? Yeah. Really? Get on my goat, got on my goat, maybe. Cool. All right. So, so keep the, going. The parents have, it's not their problem now because they got their headphones on. They can't hear it. And it's their babies that are screaming. So it's everyone else's problem, not their problem. Absolutely. So they're being selfish. I fucking the, hate The that. absolute yeah. kicker, though, here is the air hostess. I guess they've got some sort of training in helping out in these situations. Then mm. this lovely air hostess came over. Mm. She went to pick one of the kids up because obviously it had been screaming for a while mm. and the family like accosted her like, don't touch my kid and rah, rah, and like they're oh, having a full go this at her. Is a and this woman's like, oh, uh, well, are you going to attend to it? Like, And the family just went ballistic like, don't you touch my kid, rah, rah. That's infuriating. And then the lady had to, no. <laughs> The lady had to put it back down and the kid just screamed. And I reckon it probably screamed for about an hour, hour and a half, into like an eight-hour flight and then slept for a little bit, got up and screamed again. And then another... How how old were these? Oh, they were like infants. Under a year. Under a year, probably. Yeah. Okay, I've got got one that beats that. That's a nightmare. It beats that? It beats it. All right? You sure? Yeah. Okay, now... I don't – I'm not a doctor, but I claim to be sometimes, and so do you. I'm sitting in the middle of an AirAsia flight on the way back from Thailand. Racist. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah, that's racism. Right. I've got 
four Chinese people in front of me. Yeah. Two are adults, two are what look like twins, same age. Yeah. Both of them, from what I can make out over this seven-hour flight, have an ear infection and have screamed the entire seven hours. Like I'm not even – maybe 45 minutes into the flight it started. Ear and infection. It, yeah. How close did you get? Well, they're there, like where my iPhone is. They were sitting there, and I had headphones on, headphones, headphones on, <laughs> yeah. and the movie I was watching up full blast. And I reckon they were still the main part of the movie. Yeah. It was unbelievable, and mm. I, I, I actually started getting like a bit of a panic attack. Like I needed to escape. I'd get up, and I was going to the toilet at the back of the plane, but I could still hear it from there, right. and it was making me just like. I felt like I was in a jail and I couldn't get yes, out. That, you are though. Yeah, exactly. Right on a plane, where can you go? Well, that's what that's I'm saying. That's your seat and if anyone around there is like in your personal space making noise, you're fucked. So should there be a section in a plane where it's like a soundproof room for children and it's part of – if you buy a ticket for that plane and you cannot control your kid within 20 minutes – That is brilliant. You need to be addressed by a hostess to go into that room and oh settle it down. Oh, my God. That would be so good. Mate. It, it's the only thing I can think of. This idea is brilliant. It needs to happen. The thing that is incredible. The thing that's fucked about this whole thing is mm. everyone's paid their fair, their fair, yeah, to be on that plane. Their fair, yeah. fair. It's yeah. not cheap. Like it's not expensive air travel compared to some forms of transport, but it's not cheap. It's not mm. cheap. So why the fuck should I pay my full fare to be on this plane and listen to your gremlin? Absolutely oh. squealing its yep. fucking lungs out for the whole time. Exactly. And especially in your case, like the ones in front of me were trying to do as much as they could, but it, it was just like a lost cause. Yeah. Yours, just completely neglecting it. That's so ignorant. Yeah. Right. You hop on the plane, your baby starts crying. What do you do? Where do you take the baby? You take it to the soundproof room. And in the soundproof, the soundproof room, can anyone else hear this baby cry? If they're in the room, that's it. Problem solved. Exactly. It's a brilliant idea. So it I should have it. two seats in there yeah. for a mother and a father and then maybe, like you said, like a little – it would only have to be, what, a metre by a metre and a half? That's how big it has to be. Oh, so you're going to put them in a coffin in the air? Oh, pretty much. <laughs> Did you I say mean, a metre? <laughs> mate. A square metre? A little bit bigger than that. Or two square metres? I, mean, I reckon you're trying to punish these people. Well, you think about how big a toilet is. It's not that big. Yes, it, it is. Nah. It needs to be bigger it, than it, that. It, just a little bit. Not a lot. A toilet's no bigger than this desk, really. A little bit bigger. Maybe double. Okay. The soundproof room. There's no fat people going to your toilet. The soundproof room, I'd say, needs to be half the size of this room and have about six seats. I agree. I agree with you. Half the Mate, no no airline is going to give up that much space. It needs to be claustrophobic. It needs to be literally impossible. No, but what if there's six families on the flight? They all need to go to the soundproof. The room. odds of all of them going off at the same time for that for for let's say like over an hour. Incorrect. Really? Incorrect. How? What sets the kids off? It's the pressure build up. They Probably. don't know how to equalise. They don't know how to whatever you have to do to do it. <laughs> Is that, that what you was do? Bad. Sorry. You don't blow on your no. nose or chew gum. It's just all I'm saying out. is you guys have a great idea and it needs patent to, pending. It needs to happen. Yeah, I'm ticking it off. That is great. Can someone get this done? Patent pending. Yeah, okay. Well, um, sometimes when you're in that situation, you just wish that the plane would crash because it gets that bad. Actually, it's one of my biggest fears, plane crashes, because compared to, say, like a car crash, it's like, bang, done, you're dead. Plane crash, five minutes, you've got to think about dying. Is that how long it takes? To fall out the sky, a long time. Is it? No, it depends on the situation. I mean, what if you're shot out of the sky like the Ukrainian? Well, probably a minute and a half. 
Oh. They blew up. Damn, that's instant. Yeah, but you're still falling, dead in pieces. Depends on the situation. It's like getting beaten in, in your half and a half of a shark, like we talked oh, about. Wow. Do you want to form that sentence again? <laughs> or are you happy with the way that went? No, I'm very some, happy with it. Some planes go down in the middle of the night when everyone's sleeping. So, What, do they fall faster at night time? <laughs> no, I'm saying they're asleep, so they don't know what's happening. Well, oh, it, just, it depends on the situation. Yeah, I, I just yeah. reckon I'd still rather have a car crash and die than any sort of plane crash. <laughs> have you seen bad uh, car crash before? Because obviously um, we've none, none of us have seen a plane crash that I can bet on. I have seen – actually, I witnessed something when I was very young. Yeah. <clears throat> We're walking down the main street in Mount Gambier, commercial road or street or something I think it's called. Mm. And all of a sudden, literally as a family, there was five of us walking along. And all of a sudden this old – I think it was like an old Merc or something like that – just went <laughs> and crashed into a shop front right in front of us. Well, head on. Or sideways? No, like the guy was driving down the street and then just went, swerved out and Medi- smack. Medical episode. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it, oh, was. it actually was? Yep. Oh, no. And, and, and dead or not dead? No, it didn't end up dying. I think he had a stroke or something like that. Mm. Mm. But literally two steps more and we would have touched the car. Oh, you were that close? Right in front of us. So oh, that's scary. Yeah. From, from you to the car, was it about me to you? Less. Wow, so like less, maybe less than two minutes. And I would have been about seven or eight years old. I was still quite young. And you remember it quite well. Yeah. Here's a funny one. Well, not funny at all, actually terrible. So <laughs> do you, when you adjust yourself in the car, like let's say you're going 80, right, do you ever take your foot off the accelerator to maybe like, you know, adjust yourself in the seat or tighten? Yeah, yeah we all do that. Yeah, so I, would, I did that, right? So I did that for a good three or four seconds to get um, comfy in the seat. Do you know Majors Road? So I'm driving on a straight road for everyone that's listening. I've slowed down from 80 to about 60. And the whole point of me slowing down, and we'll get to this, is that I would have been involved in the car crash yep. if I hadn't have done that. Yeah. But I'm driving, just getting comfortable, and then I'm looking forward. There's this car on the other side of the road that's pulled over, obviously checking a map or something or, or phone, and without even looking has gone, oh, I've got a bit of time before I get in his way to do a full U-turn. And hasn't looked behind him and a van has been literally probably at the back door as it's accelerated and turned off and I saw the front of the car get ripped off and all I saw was this guy's arm like flailing out the car as it spam. And it was like, oh. And, you know, what? I'll tell you what I saw, but I had a bit late for work and had to keep going. So I didn't stop. <laughs> didn't you? Nah, there were three cars behind him. I was like, oh, there's nothing I can do. Like I'm the worst. <laughs> I told you before when bad things happen, I just stand there and go like, Oh, this is very unfortunate. <laughs> I can't help people. If anyone dies in front of me, you're fucked. Oh, my God. Well, you're dead anyway. Yeah. Well, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So what would have been the outcome of that accident? Well, like any- I, I did like check the news and whatever. It wasn't any, any deaths or anything on the road. It wasn't even on the news. Oh, so, well. But it looked fucked up. Off, like then. the car, the front of the car just went obliterated. Wow. It, oh, my God. Who was seen- it? Who, who was it? Yeah. Uh, Janice Jamson, your hairdresser. Okay. Cool. Who could it be? Oh, this guy. Yeah, hopefully uh, we never have a car crash together because I won't help you. That's fine. I won't know. I'm stronger than you. You are very strong. Not core strength, though. Can't hold me down. Core str- I keep hearing about your core strength. You should try later on when you're here later. Oh. Just try and pin him down. Oh. How late? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll pass. Just climb into bed with him. Okay. No, thank you. Gotcha. All right.
I was born in Santa Monica, California on the 28th of August 1969. I'm a man. My mother worked on the Hubble Space Telescope and also was a writer. I have three older half-siblings through my mother. My mother was born Jewish and my father converted to Judaism. I thought you'd jump in here, but you haven't. I was raised Jewish, attending Hebrew school and having my bar mitzvah. As a child, I appeared in a commercial for Activision, uh, the Activision game Pitfall in 1982. My parents enrolled me at the Poseidon School, a private secondary school designed for students struggling in traditional school systems. I also attended Crossroads School where I excelled in drama. Uh, Rob Schneider. No. I attended UCLA but dropped out during my sophomore year to pursue a career in entertainment. In 1987, I joined the Actors Gang Theatre Group founded by UCLA students, including Tim Robbins, and he appeared in a variety of stage productions. Following UCLA student Tim Robbins later cast me in Bob Roberts. In 1995 and 1996, I gained more roles in the HBO sketch comedy series Mr. Show. My adult career began with small roles on primetime television, including Life Goes On, Northern Exposure, Picket Fences, The Golden Palace and The X-Files. David Coveney. No. I also appeared in the unaired, unaired TV pilot Heat Vision and Jack, directed by Ben Stiller, in which I played an ex-astronaut pursued by actor Ron Silver. I was accompanied by my... Rob Schneider. Ro- huh? No. I was accompanied by my friend who had merged with a motorcycle voiced by Owen Wilson. So what was that last comment? My friend who had merged with a motorcycle. Yeah, so it must have been some sort of like animated thing. Vince Vaughn. No. I began appearing in a small films such as Airborne in 1993, Demolition Man, Waterworld, The Fan, The Cable Guy, Mars Attacks, Dead Man Walking, The Jackal, Crosswords, Enemy of the State. My leading roles in 2000 co-starred it's in... Not Tim Rock. No. No. I was in, co-starred in the film High Fidelity. I soon gain leading roles in such films as Shallow How, Nacho Libre, Tenacious D, and oh, the Jack Black. Oh, he's got it. Well done. Is he a Jew? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Was. I don't know if he's still doing it, but yeah. Can you choose not to do that? I think you can stop. Anytime. How? You just go, not now. Oh. I think so. So he was in The Cable Guy, too. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot of small little <clears throat> bits that you probably just don't even notice when you watched it. I got fixated on the Jewish thing. Yeah, I knew you would. That's why I stopped. Because what was that? Adam Stanley, you got yeah. in ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you said, Joe, I was like, Adam's. No, I can't say that for the third week in a row. <laughs> oh, that would have been funny though. I would have laughed. Yeah. All right. Well done. If you went to a movie starring Jack Black, would you film it on your phone? Why the fuck would I do that? Exactly. Why would you do that if you went to anything? Well, you're a there. Concert, so you, you a sporting event, a movie. Yeah. Anything? Why would you? Oh, yeah. people do that at bloody concerts all the time, and they fucking sound shit house, and you're watching it back, and they have fucking they're trying to show off, and they got the shittest seat in the house, and you can't even see who yeah. they're watching or I'm, hear I'm who watching they're watching. I'm watching at the Euro final last night. I'm watching the game. Someone's taking a free kick. It pans to the crowd, and literally, I reckon eighty percent of everyone in that screenshot had their phone out. Like, oh, really? You're at the stadium. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Do you want to watch the game and take it all in or get your phone out and film it? I mean, and, okay, it's he, unbelievable, Dan. Take this on too. Oh. Okay, you go to a concert that might not be not like it might not be uh, being filmed for like a special or something, right? Then maybe I'll give you a 10% tick. Yeah, film it. But give if you're at the Euros, it's getting filmed in 4K on 20 different angles that you could probably oh. buy, download, rewatch. You don't need it on your well, phone. This this they're filming, where's it going to? Where's it going to? Social media. 
Yeah, and what are they hoping to get out of it? What, look at me, look at me. Oh, I managed to get a ticket there. It's so, like the amount of times you just see like at a concert. Hang on, so no, you're like, saying they're showing off and trying to rub it in that they're at a concert or at... Yeah, well, just enjoy the moment. It's so bad. Like everyone in the crowd is like on their phone. It's just like an addiction. It's horrible. Yeah, it's shit. Hang on. I reckon I've got a bit of a 50-50 here. Yeah. If someone posts it to their story, show off. But if they've posted it as a Facebook thing for a memory, is it not a show off? I don't know. I struggle with that concept because I do. <laughs> no, look, this is what I, I've, I've been guilty of it, being at a concert, but I'll never film the whole thing, right? You get people that literally will just stand like a stonefish at the back and just film the whole mm. thing. That's what I hate. Get fucked. All right. If you go to a um, a concert, like I remember I went to Queen in Melbourne like a couple of years ago, right? Now, I was there. I I filmed 15 seconds of a, an, a good moment in a song and that was like, I'm here, that's it. But it's the ones that are just on their phone the whole time. Oh, you're and going like th- They're ruining it for themselves. Like everything is just on their phone. Their story goes for four and a half minutes and it's like 55 different oh, takes. Yeah. Like just one clip. It's mm. like this is a cool thing. This is where I am. I get it. Everyone likes to show off a bit and just say, hey, this is cool. This is for the audience. Some people are on social media like as a job, like, you know, influence yeah, yeah. or whatever. But – what percentage are influencers? So rule, rule of thumb with this, yeah. If you've got a shit seat and you know it's going to sound fucked, yeah. Don't post a four minute video. Yeah, like if you're at the front, like cool, like nice. We'd like to see like a clip, just up nice, get and a cool nice. angle. But like if you're fucking in the the nosebleed section, just keep the phone away. Yeah, just put it away and just listen. The other thing where I was going with that, which I struggle with, is. You go to a concert and you film all this stuff and, yeah, okay, it might go onto social media on a story or something like that. You, you almost never look at it back. You might look at it the next day and go, oh, I remember that. Yeah, how good was that? But I've got thousands of videos and photos on my phone. I don't look at any of them anymore. Any. Yeah, is it because it's too hard to filter through? I don't have time. I don't have time to sit there and look at all my other old shit. Is it, a, is it like a, a pattern? You just think that you should do it, like in the situation? You're like, well, I mean, look, put it this way. One one day when you hit, you have your fortieth, fiftieth, sixtieth, or you want to put together like a family video, you're going to probably want to go through that and make some time. That's what I got Rachel for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's there's a reason for doing it then. But if no, yeah, but if you look through it, it, you're going to go. Oh, remember that concert I went to in 2019? And then you go to it, you just want the one clip. Yeah, exactly. And in that moment, just enjoy the moment, enjoy the concert. You're there for the concert to watch it. You're not there. To look at it through a mobile phone. What about when you... I agree. My other pet hate is when you... I used to be a smoker, right? And you'd go out the front, right? And this is... I'm, I haven't had a cigarette in probably five, six years. Good right? effort. And right. in that time, what, the prices have gone up maybe 50, 60% more, maybe? I don't How know. How much does a packet of smokes cost in Australia right now? When I used to smoke, um, I reckon $18 for a 25-pack. Was when okay. I started. So I you're nearing a dollar per cigarette. Now they're like, I, I know like packs now, like fifty packs are seventy five dollars. Okay, so it's it's like a almost a dollar fifty for a cigarette, yeah. like good quality. You go, you go out the front of these concerts or like even a nightclub, and a guy's yeah. like, oh, 
good quality cigarettes. Well, there's no, there's a difference yeah, between top is. of the line and there's like real shit cigarettes that uh, people will buy for like thirty bucks, but the exact same quantity mm. in a good brand might be like forty bucks. It's a real thing. Yeah, I've had to buy them for friends. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just buy that packet. They're like, no, 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 I want those uh, mm. Bond Street Blues. I'm like, oh fuck. Man. I thought you said good, good cigarettes. Bond Street Blue. Well, you don't like that? Oh, fuck, I don't. I wouldn't have. Well, a clue I got anymore. told that they were good. But anyway, yeah. so now that cigarettes are so expensive, mm. back in the day, someone would be like, oh, can I have a smoke? You'd be like, yeah, it's like ten, twenty cents. There you go. Yeah. Now that's like two dollars. Like mm. actually, almost two dollars a cigarette. The thing about that is. The cigarette price, right, we've, we've spoken about what it costs for a cigarette. It's almost that awkward price where, like, it's annoying to give one away because they're so expensive, but it's also awkward to ask for the money for a cigarette because it's that awkward small yeah. amount. Like, if you give someone a cigarette, you don't want to be like, so how about that dollar, man? Like, yeah. that's awkward. Or, or the guys, oh, pay, actually, I've got no change or money. on. I'll transfer you a dollar. I'm not going through transfer that. Transfer a dollar? <laughs> yeah, I've seen <laughs> it before. Put your phone away, dickhead. I've seen it. Oh, fucking, it's, it's ridiculous. So bad. How, a, how in the modern day and age do, let's say someone's on the dole, right? Mm. Or on even just on minimum wage. How the fuck do these people afford to smoke? I have no idea. Honestly, I have no idea. Like buying smokes and just buying two-minute noodles? Yeah, they're substituting something. But yeah. then the, the, usually the people that smoke are the guys that drink, and even drinks are expensive now. Yeah. Mm. Like a carton of beer is 50 bucks, a carton of cigarettes is 50 bucks. There's $100 a night that you go out. When you were a smoker. And you get paid $500 a week. So you're not isn't eating that a anything. fortnight? I don't know. When I think, you, it's, I think Dan, it's like 300 or four. I have a question for you. When you were a smoker and you were out with your friends, if a friend asked for a cigarette, would you prefer that over that or asking just for a puff? So a puff of your cigarette, so a drag, or you give them up a cigarette? Both are annoying. Really? I am the can I have a drag of your cigarette kind of guy. And this is all pre-COVID It's it's always when I'm drinking. I've never had a drag of a cigarette when I'm sober. So when I'm drinking, I feel like a drag. If I'm with a friend, I'll be like, can I have a drag? And quite often they'll be like, "Just, just have one, man. And I sort of feel like, yeah, this guy hates me. Can I transfer like, your dollar? <laughs> like he would prefer to give me one than to have a drag. Yeah, of his to own be cigarette. like halfway through a drag and then oh he oh yeah, yeah he, you need one now. yeah no good. But right. like you, people might say maybe buy your own, but like there's no way I'd ever smoke a whole packet. Like the most I've ever smoked in one night might be five. Yeah, well you're just gonna have to keep them in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep them in your pocket. <laughs> All right, moral of the story is don't fucking smoke. Don't film shit at sporting events or concerts. Just enjoy the moment. Oh, my God. That's a great summary. Absolutely. Fuck off And the that's smokes. all we have time for tonight. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in once again. We've had fun. And keep it in your pocket. Keep it in your pocket for uh, next time. Smoking is bad. Fuck smoking. Tell the things quickly. Check us out on all this, all of it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no one's <laughs> He's, he's getting lazier every Facebook, time. Facebook, Instagram, the talk. That's it. There yeah. more? There probably is. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know. Bye, guys. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.